Welcome to our Think Kingdom podcast. This week, we continue in our series, Making Disciples. Let's hear what God's Word has for us from lead pastor, Antoine Lasseter. We are in our series, uh, Making Disciples, and um, we believe that um, all of us, say all of us, all of us are called to make disciples. That's not the job of your pastor, not the job of evangelists or teachers. Or uh, We are all called to make disciples. Jesus came in verse 18, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been giving all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples. Repeat after me. Go and make disciples. Now look at your neighbor and say, go and make disciples. Um, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. So in order for us to make disciples, we first have to be one. Um, And be sure of this, that I am with you. Jesus is speaking to the disciples. He says, I am speaking to us as well. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So all authority is given to Jesus. We've been singing it. We've been declaring it that Jesus is Lord. And so we have to be anchored to that fact because even when we declare that Jesus is Lord, the valleys still come. Being a Christian does not excuse us from trouble. I would I will contend that being a Christian invites trouble. Uh, but that's a whole nother time for a whole nother message. Um, all of us suffer, but as believers, we are called to suffer well, knowing that this is not the end. We don't suffer like the world. That does not mean that we don't experience pain. That doesn't mean that we don't cry. But we have a hope that we have a give an answer to. Why do we have the hope that whatever we go through in this life is just temporary? That hope is in, okay, you're paying attention. I appreciate that. It's going to make my job a little easier this morning. Um, all authority is given to Jesus. All nations, everywhere we go. Everywhere we go, to the grocery store, to the gym I've been avoiding for several years now. (laughs) Everywhere we go, we are to make disciples. And these disciples are called, we are called to uh, help them, if you will, to obey all the commands. Every last one of them. Yeah, people say, what? All of them? Yes. And Jesus is with us always. This, what, the thing that he's called us to, to go and make disciples, we cannot do on our own. We need help. Okay, I need help. Y'all must be good. Discipleship is bringing people into alignment with the kingdom. And the kingdom is Jesus' domain. And so we are called to God, we're called to each other, and we're called to expand the kingdom. But our identity, remember the graphic, our identity must be in Jesus is Lord. That has to be the root. Because if we jump to what my purpose is, and this is what I'm called to do, when we can no longer do our purpose or calling because seasons of our lives change, in other words, if we anchor our lives to anything outside of the fact that Jesus is Lord, then we will become ineffective. We must be rooted in this. Jesus is Lord. You, beloved, are a child of God, and your identity is characterized by what Christ has done for you. 
So being fired from your job does not change your identity. Neither does being promoted by that same job. Your calling is what you do for God, and that can change, but your identity never changes. No one, say no one, no one can take your identity. And so do not confuse your identity, your being a child of God, with your calling. When things challenge your calling, it becomes a threat to who you are if your identity is connected to your calling. And so we have to make sure that we are um, firmly rooted in the identity that Christ has given us. It's hard for us to give up control when you believe that it's up to you to make it happen. My identity must be in Christ. When your identity is affirmed, what others do will not threaten you. When you understand who you are in Christ, through the valleys or the mountaintops, I'm not moved. It's only when our identity is rooted in anything else other than Jesus that when the very thing that I have put my life to, the very thing that I have invested in, when that begins to change, then my identity begins to suffer. Our identity must be anchored in Jesus. Them kids going to leave you. Uh-oh. Them kids are going to grow up and they're going to leave your house prayerfully. <laughs> and, uh, and so if we build our lives only around certain people, places, or things, what happens when we no longer have those things? I'm going to say it again. Our identity must be rooted in Jesus. Not even in our marriage. Uh-oh. Our identity must be rooted in Jesus. And so when we hit this mountain experience, this is where most of us want to live. We want to live in the mountain. We can't live on the mountain. And we're not supposed to pitch our tents in the valley. We're supposed to keep walking. Like Moses was hanging out with, with God for several days, and uh, man, I know he was enjoying himself, uh, but he had to go back down to the valley. And people get on your nerves in the valley, Moses. <laughs> he preferred to stay on the mountain. And so you and I, I mean, worship is good. Worship is good. But unfortunately, some of us got to go to work on Monday. And uh, your boss probably won't sing, we fall down, but we get up. He probably is not singing worship songs. He's probably asking you to perform your work, which means that we are living beyond, not beyond, we can't just live on the mountain, but we can't just live in the valley. We have to keep walking. And so that's the reason why we started with Jesus is Lord, because Jesus declares in Matthew 28 that all authority, say all, it belongs to him. I want you to think about that for a moment. Every decision that we make. Yeah, Daniel was like, geez. Every decision we make should be under, with the understanding that Jesus is Lord. What would Jesus do with some of the decisions that we are facing? And I probably, I can ponder, I could guess he won't cuss them out. I'm just saying, 
And so this daily walk that we have is under the umbrella that Jesus is Lord all the time, publicly and privately. What I do here does not trump what I do uh, in my room at my house or what I'm watching or tweeting. So, so this cannot just be a performance. This has to be real. Because Jesus is Lord, not because I'm Pastor Antoine. He's Lord because I'm Antoine. And, and so Jesus has to be Lord. And so uh, the challenge is uh, this valley. Now, the valley of liminality is when uh, it challenges the lordship. Peter says, hey, when Jesus, Peter, I think it's Matthew chapter 16, Jesus says, hey, who do men say that I am? And then the disciple says, uh, yeah, you know, some say you're a liar, some say you're this, and not I. He says, okay, cool, who do you say that I am? And Peter being and very impulsive, thou art the son of the living God. And that's how he said it. I was there. Now, here's the challenge. What he said would be challenged in the valley. He just declared that Christ was the Messiah. The son, that's how he said it, of the living God. That's what he said. And then a few verses later, when Jesus is taken, I mean, we celebrated Easter last week. But when Jesus was taken, Peter was trying to warm himself by the fire. And a little uh, a girl said, hey, ain't you one of those dudes that was with the other guy? And Peter goes, uh-uh, no, 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 absolutely not. That was not me. No, I, I have that face, though. I, everybody sees, everybody sees me. I, I have that face. I'm one of those types of guys. And then, and then somebody else comes and says, no, no, you do look like that guy that was with the one who was saying that he was like the son of God. I said, that's not me. I mean, I understand the confusion, but that was not me. And then the third time, he's like, the scripture says that he says something emphatically. You know, he said something to make his point clear (laughs) that that's not me. And so he declares that Jesus is Lord while he's with Jesus on the mountain. Well, we can't live on the mountain. In that valley, I don't know him. Never seen them. <laughs> that's, that's what happens to you in the valley. And so uh, to live out the truth of who he is is in relationship with who he is. And so uh, we have to make sure that we don't live in the valley. And so we are first called. Now, we're, now the valley works out character issues. So Jesus is Lord. And then we want to jump to, uh, you know, I'm called to preach. Stop right there. Because let's just define what, you, what preaching means to you. Because are you really saying you're called to pulpit or you called to preaching? Because preaching is the mandate of all of us. But what happens is we are searching for significance because our identity is connected to our calling and not Jesus. I am just as important here than I am supposed to be in my family. In, in other words, there's no, there's, I said this last week, um, I may get the attention because of the how we got this stage and I'm the pastor or what have you, but I'm no more important than you are. We are all sons and daughters 
of God. Our elder brother, Jesus, makes intercessions for us. And so what happens is we can't rank or we should not rank people's levels of importance based on what they do for the kingdom. That's why your identity has to be in Jesus. Because what happens if in your mind I'm called to preach in this format, but it never comes? Are you no less important to God? And so that's why your identity has to be anchored uh, in Jesus, because he's calling all of us to make disciples, not a handful. He's calling all of us. And, and so Jesus is Lord is calling us to a new way of life. And this new way of life is that we are called out of an old sinful way to a new redeemed and faithful way. And so we got to live this out in every aspect of our lives. Yeah, even on your job. And they don't do this anymore, but I remember I used to work with a lady. She had a King James Bible about that big sitting on the desk, and she would play Fred Hammond all day long. But she was mean. So mean. Even when I said, hey, I go to church too. Which one? She was just mean. Jesus is Lord. It's not because you carry your Bible. It's the Bible that's in you that actually comes out. And so we got to live in a way that every aspect of my life reflects the glory of, the glory of God. Family, a job, school, finances. Hold on now, Reverend. You know, it went too far. <laughs> Just say it, every aspect of your life. And so what we have to do is we have to know that our first calling is to him. That's our primary calling is to him. And then how he's uniquely made us, our experience, our environment, it's now these callings, the secondary calling is specific to you. And so if you want to know, I'm going to jump ahead. If you want to know where you're called to, right, it's what, where you are right now. Yeah. If you're working that job that you don't like presently, that's where you call to right now. Yeah. We are to glorify God in every aspect of our lives. If you are a parent, should be simple, but just for clarity's sake, you are called <laughs> to your children. Yeah, like if, uh, if you are married, you are called to bring glory into your marriage. You see, what we want to do is we want to jump on a plane and go to a country that never heard Jesus. And we treat our spouses or children like we never heard Jesus. Wherever you are right now, that's where you're called to. Until he says something different. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't ever coming back to this church. <laughs> all right. The Bible teaches that all Christians are called by God to serve in his kingdom. And so we have to have the spirit of Isaiah. Like, here I am, Lord, send me. 
and say a calling is a deeper sense of purpose that encompasses all aspects of life. It's not just about what we do for a living, but rather it's about who we are and what we're meant to do in this world. And so the Bible tells us that God has called us into fellowship with his son. And our primary calling is to be in a personal relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ. And this is our most important calling. And so we have two candidates for baptism that have acknowledged that, hey, even on their level, hey, I want to be a part of Christ's family. Jesus is Lord. And so they are being called because before we are called to something, we are called to someone. And this is Jesus is Lord. And before we are called to do, we are called to be. We're called to be with Jesus. And so our primary calling is a personal relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ. And so our experiences, our abilities, and opportunities in life are part of how God leads us to our calling. And so the valley helps us become aware of the things that we need to get out of us to fulfill our calling. So calling must be anchored in Jesus and not just doing. It must be anchored in being with Jesus and not just doing. You can't help someone get out of the valley, but when you experience your calling, and this is where most of us who have been matured in the faith, when we are, when we, we, when, when Jesus is anchored, when Jesus is Lord and, and we're anchored in that identity, and we have now gone through different valleys, and listen, uh, valley experiences is continuous. You never graduate unless you die, and then you're now in the bosoms of Jesus. But before you get there, you never graduate. It's always, it's always something. You know what I mean? It's always something. And so the valley helps us work out character. And so now we're being prepared for the calling. But as you are embracing your calling, you time and time again hit the wall. Now, with the valley experience, you need someone to um, walk with you through it. But when you hit the wall of calling, you need someone to help you get over it. There's a difference because your valley is securing you in your identity and your calling is reminding you of who, not only who God is, but what God is doing through your life. In other words, calling is nurtured in community. We need each other. Um, and so everything that you have experienced in life, the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, or the indifferent, uniquely qualifies you. In spite of and because of it, whatever it is, uh, you can speak into it. And so when Peter uh, is a little compulsive, loud, doesn't really think, it uniquely put positions him to be able to be the one on the day of Pentecost to stand up and like, hey, I'm going to preach the gospel in front of all these folks. Because his calling begins to help him identify. He's, now he's being anchored in the Lord, correct? Right? He knows who the Lord is, and now he's walking out his calling, and God uniquely uses every piece of his calling. Paul knows uh, the Old Testament like the back of his hand. He's also a Roman citizen. So he has Jewish ties and he's Roman. So when he's called, God uses all of it. 
He uses his ability to be able to speak uh, to the Jewish community, and he also uses his ability to understand Roman law. He uses all of it. I submit to you that God will use every bit of you for his glory. And so Jesus is Lord, and the valley speaks to God's faithfulness because we meet him on the mountain, but he meets us in the valley. But his calling, but our calling and getting over the wall speaks to our fruitfulness. And so the difference is that God is responsible for anchoring you and you are responsible for following him. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I fear no evil for thou art with me. He's with us even in the valley. So the calling is the stewardship of my capabilities, my competency, and my character. And so it doesn't mean that your calling won't change because there's also seasons of your life where callings change. Want an example? Sure you do. When you transition from parent to grandparent. Like, it's, it's crazy. Let me tell you, my mom let my sons get away with everything. I don't even understand it. Doesn't even make sense. I mean, who taught you how to parent? You, 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 I, I am a byproduct of your parenting, and some of the stuff that you let my boys do, I could not get away with. And they just smile. Their seasons of calling have changed because they experimented on me, my brother, and sister, and now they're better grandparents. Ah, let them touch the walls. Who cares? That's what happens when those seasons change. But I'm not bitter. I'm not. I am not. Frederick Butcher, Butchner says it this way, the place God calls you is to the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. And so I'm going to end on this because, you know, I have to end on a cliffhanger. So you'll be back next week. Old preacher technique. Doesn't really work, but still. Your calling is connected to the mission of God. I want you to write this down. Your calling is connected to the mission of God. Your calling cannot only include you and yours, it's bigger than that. That's why you have to start telling your story about how and what God has done for you. It's amazing. And again, my wife and I, we hit the privilege of meeting with uh, many of you, hearing your stories. And it's remarkable. And, you know, we used to say this a lot. You don't look like what you've been through. And I can honestly say, from knowing many of your stories, it's the truth. And we have to tell those stories because your calling is connected to the mission of God, and because it's connected to the mission of God, it involves the community of God. And so the best place to know where God wants you in his mission is in community. So we're going to take a long dive into Matthew 28, because I submit to you, every man, boy, and woman can make disciples right now, all for the glory of God.
Because your community, your house, your job, where you are, he has placed you there. And the only thing we have to do as leaders and the community of believers is get you to be on mission for God. Some of us are literally called to the nations, but you don't know it yet because you have not been experienced or exposed to those nations. So once, we, once the Holy Spirit opened your eyes to the nations, there become, there's a birth of a hunger concerning the nations. Some of us are called to the elementary school that's less than a quarter of a mile down the road. And when you walk in those doors, you're going to, you're going to feel the joy and the gladness that you feel called to that area. Some of us are called women's ministry where you're going to be walking alongside. Some of us are called to write books that generations after you are gone will be reading all to the glory of God. It's time for us to unleash the people of God to walk out their calling all to the glory of God. Some of us are called not to lead church plants some of us are called to be a part of a church plant. Your administrative skills, your skills that's needed to birth church, we are all called. And it's time. I was talking to someone last Sunday, and something is stirring in them. They, they, they literally said, I just have to keep telling people about Jesus. Well, our job is to throw gasoline on that. That's it. So if you are struggling with your purpose, you're struggling, why am I here? You're going to make sure first that your identity is in Jesus. Because if your identity is secured in him, you know who he is. I submit to you that why would he keep his calling, what he called you to, from you? Your purpose is locked in him because that's where your identity is. But it starts with Jesus is Lord. It starts there. That concludes this week's message. If you were blessed by anything you heard in today's podcast and you feel led to give, feel free to text the word GIVE to 704-741-3705. And if you are in Kannapolis, Charlotte, or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at 465 South Cannon Boulevard in Kannapolis, North Carolina, Sundays at 1033. You can also join us online Sundays on Facebook and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to us and also check us out on Instagram under Think Kingdom. As always, you can go back and hear this message and so many more right here on our Think Kingdom podcast.